0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Well, we've been talking about understanding the Holy Spirit. Tonight, I want to spend a little more time with you on just being aware what it means and how every day to be aware of the Holy Spirit. You know, that, that seems so elementary. It seems like we understand that. We ought to know that. Um, but there's something about being aware of Him and totally shutting everything else out. Because, like, when we're in this worship service right now, as we're singing that song... You sense His awareness. You, you, you sense His presence and how aware of His presence you are in a setting like that. But He wants that setting to be all the time. He wants you to be aware of Him at all times, no matter what. We're just going to look at that tonight. We're going to just talk through that and, and um, look at a few scriptures concerning that. Galatians chapter 5. And verse 16 says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When you walk in the Spirit, when you walk in the Spirit, then you won't do other things. When you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill other things. He said, walk in the Spirit... And you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh, they're contrary to one another. They're like oil and water. They don't mix. So that you do not do the things that you wish. When when you're constantly vacillating back and forth between spirit and flesh, you find yourself doing things you don't want to do. Man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Wish I wouldn't have said that. Wish I wouldn't have acted like that. Wish I wouldn't have had that attitude right there. I don't want to be like that. He said, The way you don't do that is you walk in the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. We know around here, and I'm going to just read this passage right here, that God sent us a helper to walk. He won't walk for you. He won't do it for you, but He'll help you walk and live in the things of the Spirit. John 14 and verse 15 says If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper. Everybody say, Another. I want you to think about that tonight. He's called another, He's called the other helper. In other words, there's a, the first helper was Jesus. He's called another helper. He is the other helper. That he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither, neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. That was on that side of the cross that he will be in you. How many know he's in you today? Amen? Amen. He's in us today. He said, I'll not leave you orphans, but I will come to you. He said, I'll pray the Father and give you another helper. <clears throat> the walking in the Spirit, I can't leave it to God to walk in the Spirit for me, but He gave me a helper to walk in the Spirit so I don't walk in the flesh and I will find myself doing things I don't want to do. It's a good thing. He's given us the Spirit. But I'm convinced, truly, that just in a general way, if you're not taught this, there's no way to understand this. You can be taught about the Holy Spirit. You can be taught about the experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like, as we've prayed for people in the last few weeks, people have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Many of you, even before the other night, you've been baptized. I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, praying in other tongues for many years. And that's an experience, but as we've been talking about in the last few weeks, if that doesn't continue to grow, if you don't continue to be being filled. Then it becomes an experience of old, and and there's nothing working today. And that's what I think has happened through the years, is that people just don't understand how to walk with Him. Walk in the Spirit, and you won't do the things you don't want to do. What happens when you do things you don't want to do? What sets in? Condemnation right? Well, He's freed us from condemnation. We don't have to be condemned. We don't have to walk under the heavy load of condemnation for the, the mistakes we have, but we have to walk in the Spirit to be able to do that. We see it all through Scripture. Walk in the Spirit, and you won't do the things you don't want to do. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16. This verse And the next verse I give you, make sure to to spend some time meditating. Very simple verses, but very, very deeply profound verses. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know? So, we'll say it in Texan. Hey, don't you understand this? Or, hey, why don't you understand this? That you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. We've been talking for weeks now on the Holy Spirit and talking about how vitally important it is to be aware of His presence every day. In every situation we find ourselves in, to be aware of His presence. So that means I'm going to be aware of what He thinks about every situation that I'm confronted with, no matter what it is, good or bad. You can be in a really good place and have some good situations going on and make some wrong decisions. God wants you to be aware of Him and His presence and what He thinks about everything. Listen, Jesus, the head of the church, our elder brother, the one that led the way for us, He said, I only do what Father says. Whatever Father says, then that's what I do. If Father didn't say it, I don't do it. Who the heck are we to think we can do whatever we want to do and what seems good or what seems to be right and yet not hear what the Spirit of God says? That's why we have to understand this and we have to realize it. He said, don't you understand this? That you're the temple of God? You're the house of God? You you are the housing for the Holy Spirit to live in? He thinks enough of you and I to put His Spirit inside of us. 1 Corinthians 6.17. That was 3.16. This is 6.17. But he who is joined to the Lord is what? one spirit with Him. I'm a t- I'm, I'm, I am a, a temple that the Holy Spirit lives in. He's inside of me. Correct? And my spirit, my human spirit has been made one with the Holy Spirit and now I have a conscience that's the voice of my spirit connected to the Holy Spirit. And if I to how to pay attention to it then I'll get my information from Him instead of just off the top of my head. That's where I want to be gleaning information from. Can you say amen? Amen. <clears throat> so, Jesus talked about it in the verses that we read. The Apostle Paul talked about it in many verses that we've read is the Spirit on those two men We're on them to help others to understand the knowledge of what we're talking about. So God wants the Holy Spirit and the presence of God on you, and where does that come from? From being aware of it. So you step in here tonight, we start playing music, just because you play a song doesn't mean the Spirit of God comes on something. It depends on what you sing. Some of, it, some of it depends on who's singing it. Some of it depends on the atmosphere that is set up here, like our prayer team praying for these services when we come in here so the Word can have freedom and, and, and liberty to, to flow and, and minister to the lives of people. There's, there's many different factors that are involved in that. But as we started singing that second song, even before that, but especially in that second song, I mean, it was just like, Vroom. Spirit of God was upon us. But it doesn't have to, and, and listen, the Spirit of God on us, we're almost to where you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, has nothing to do with a feeling. Spirit of God can be on you and you have no feeling whatsoever of Him. It's the knowing that He's here. You can have that in here. You can have it when you get in your car. You can have it tomorrow morning. You can have it tonight when you're laying down. You can have it at 3 o'clock in the morning when you, if you're awakened, presence of God can be at all times because He's everywhere at all times, omnipresent, Right? And His presence is what makes the difference. That's what we have to understand. And the Holy Spirit was on Jesus to accomplish these things. You remember when the angel of God came to Mary and said, told her what was going to happen. Mary's about 16 years old. Um, She's a virgin and said that you're going to have child. You're going to be with child. And, And Mary... Asked the angel, how can this be? And the angel's response was, Holy Spirit. His answer was a few other things, but in the midst of that answer was the Holy Spirit. How can this be? The Holy Spirit. Do you realize... Sitting in here tonight, we realize how impossible that was, but God. No, 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 no. That was totally impossible. You've had some situations in life that appeared to be impossible, but nothing like this impossibility. What did Mary say? So be it, according to your Word. According to what the Word says. But that's going to come about by the Holy Spirit. Amen? You know, you might be in a difficult situation. You may be in deep debt in your life. And you ask the question, God, how? And you know what His answer is? Holy Spirit. Yes? You, you may be in a tough situation physically, something coming against your body. You go before God and you say, but, but Lord... And he said, and and his answer will always be, Holy Spirit. Why? He's the helper. Right? God won't just come and relieve you of debt or relieve you of pressure. You know, you you may be going before God and saying, Lord, what am I going to do about my spouse? And he said, Holy Spirit. And you know what he's saying when he said that? You know, what the whole, you know what the angel was saying to Mary is? Your answer is with the Holy Spirit. Your answer to the things that you have questions about, how am I going to get out of this? Where, where, where is my deliverance at? Your deliverance is with the Holy Spirit. But we've got to be aware of Him. We've got to be aware of His presence. We've got to be aware of how to hear Him. We have to develop that relationship with Him, with the Father, through the Holy Spirit, but learning how to hear Him and know His voice because He's got the answer every single time. I'm just telling you tonight, we've talked some about this in the last few weeks, but you can't hear enough of this. You have to know He is the answer. Can you say amen to that? This is what Jesus said at the beginning of his earthly ministry. Right at the beginning. Right after he came up out of the water, being baptized. Then he was 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by the enemy. And then these are some of the first words after all that mess with the enemy. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Spirit of the Lord is, he's, he was in him, but the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach. You have to have the Spirit of the Lord not just in you, but on you to preach. And preaching isn't just standing behind a pulpit. Preaching is delivering the prophetic word of God into one person's life. A whole group of people, whatever it is, but you got to have the Spirit of God on you, and the w- only way to have Spirit of God on you is to be aware of His presence, to know when it's there, to be able to receive it on your life and in your life. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty... Those who are oppressed wasn't because He was the Son of God,' because the Spirit of God was on him. This is Jesus, the head of the church, who's the first helper, probably at that point just beginning to understand that he's the first helper. But for him to be an effective helper, he had to have the second helper. He's the first. But our focus in this day and time is on another helper. Jesus at the right hand of the Father representing you and I, we're seated with him in that place. But in this life, our focus has to be on the other helper the other guy, and he's got a lot to say, he's got a lot to do, and he's got a lot to affect you in. He he has a lot to do for you to make you be a success in this life. What is success? To me, success is fulfilling day to day the things that God wants me to do. There have been days in my life when when I laid my head down at night. I thought, why didn't I do that? I know God told me to do this or that. Why didn't I do those things? And over time, you learn, why why would I want to not do what He wants? Why do I want to be busy with everything else and not do what He wants? Mm Mm-mm. I was, I've told this story before, but it's worth telling because of what I'm talking about tonight because it, it so impacted my life and, and caused me, it, 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 there was a day when I made this statement out of my mouth after I got over my disobedience where I said, I'm never not going to do what God tells me to do where another person is concerned. As long as I've heard it, you know, as long as I hear what to do, I'm never going to be in that place again. And I owned a business. I lived in the Rio Grande Valley, and I owned a business down there. And it was in the days of no cell phones and pagers and a pocket full of dimes where you called on cell phone on, on pay phones. You had a pager that rang on your side, or you put it on vibration and it vibrated your side. And a big old lunker thing, you know. You hid, put on your side. And I had this business, this automotive detail business, and I had a bunch of different car dealerships that I would go to and do a lot of work and things at their car dealerships. And a guy called me one day to this one dealership down in Westlaco, Texas, and, and I was at the dealership, and, and um, I had been, I, I'd been made aware of this guy. He was, the, he was the F&I manager, and I was made aware of him uh, just because I, when I get, when I would get paid, I had to go in, 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 right next to his desk, and that's where I'd pick my check up. And um, man, God just began to minister to me about this guy. I can still see his face, and he, he had a he had a blue Mustang. He drove, and um, and anyway, on this day, I'm in the office there, and man, my pagers just ringing off my side just vibrating 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 and I'm calling I got people waiting for me it's getting later in the day I've got I got to get to these other jobs to finish stuff you know and and the holy spirit said talk to him I hate it because I can't remember the guy's name I knew his name for years but I can't remember his name now and this was this was what uh, 35 years ago maybe yeah this like 35 years ago and um, and the Lord said, "I want you to minister to him." And and this was saying, "I don't have time." And I remember stopping and saying, "Hey, his name," and he didn't even look up. He was he was down. I could just tell there was something on him. And the Lord just said, "Take take take the time with him." And I and I and I didn't. And I knew that I had to go take care of this business. And I left, and I went outside, and I got in my van, and when I pulled up, it was on the side of the dealership, and there was a, the, the gated back area where the body shop was there, and other people parked their cars in there, and I'm driving this way, and this guy, he almost hits me. I have to stop really quick, as he's blowing out of the back of the, of the dealership right there, and, and, and when he stops, here I am, and we're looking at each other. And the Holy Spirit said to me, what did I tell you to do? And he just, he burned rubber in his little Mustang, and he took off. And I should have chased him. Because long story short is, the next morning they found him in a hotel room, and he had OD'd. It took me a long time to get over that. Because I didn't do what He said. I knew His presence. I was born again. He was inside of me. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. I knew the presence of God. But I was too busy. And what I did was I fulfilled things in the flesh instead of doing what the Spirit wanted me to do and it cost me a situation with a guy and possibly that guy never knowing God. I mean, man, it was, it was a long time I couldn't get over the fact of thinking that guy is in hell. Because I didn't take the time to do it and I've just committed, you know. I mean, I, I've done some really crazy things. I've said things to people in airplanes. I've said things to people in restaurants, walked up to people, done all kinds of places because of what I got in my spirit about it. But you know what? I've never been embarrassed of what I said when the Holy Spirit led me. I'm not talking about just doing something because it seems good. I'm talking about Holy Spirit saying. Because I'm never going to be in that situation where I let something like that get by ever again. And it's being aware of his presence, being aware of the Spirit of God inside of you, being aware of the Spirit of God upon you. Jesus was there to heal the brokenhearted. This guy had a broken heart, deep broken heart. I know know he did, and he needed me. He needed what I had, because what I had was Jesus, and I had answers for that guy, and I didn't give them to him. It'll never do it again. Can you say amen? amen? So, as I read this next verse to you, I just want you to think about these words. Jesus said this to his disciples, I want you to think about this. He said, "Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away." I mean, that's just nuts. Why would it be to their advantage that he leave? And they could not get it. They kept saying all kinds of things. We'll fight to the death for you. No, that's not what. It, that's not what he needed. For if I do not go away, what? The helper. What helper? The other helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I'll send him to you. He did, and he did, and he is. Amen? (laughs) Jesus did his part, and he sent him to us, and now he lives on the inside of us. And then we can do everything he did, and even greater works, because now he's gone to the Father, seated at the right hand, In all authority, dominion, and power, we're seated with Him, according to Ephesians 2. And we can do the same things. But we've got to know the Holy Spirit. We've got to be aware of the Holy Spirit. We've got to know Him, understand Him, hear His voice. And we've got to be confident that His answers are the right ones. When we got other things screaming at us, telling us, no, you need to do it this way. No, 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 your pager's going off. Well, nobody's got a pager anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Ah, my pager's gone off and I've got this responsibility. I'm, I, I, you know, I've, hey, I, I've, got to, I've told these people I'd be there. I've got to be there. Not when the Holy Spirit steps in and says, I need your help. I'm a co-laborer with him. He's the one with all the answers. I'm the one to do the work, but I'll have to do the work in my own ability. I got a helper, and he comes and tells me he needs my help. Why didn't God stop that guy from oding? Because God doesn't step in and stop things like that. He's given the authority in the earth to the sons and daughters of men. We are the ones that have to operate and activate that and live in it. But remember, it's not my ability. It's not, my, it's not on my morals. It's not on, on, the, on, the, on the abilities that I've been given. It's His ability. And that His ability, His supernatural ability gets on my natural and makes my natural supernatural. And I can cause things to happen. Things can happen through me because, why? The Spirit of God is upon me. Not because of me, but because of Him. Can you say amen? Amen. And I've said this many times. And you can think of anything in life, but Holy Spirit helps. He doesn't do it. How many times have you ever said, or you've heard other people say, well, just waiting on God. You're going to wait till hell freezes over, which that will never happen. God's already done everything God's going to do. Now we got to do it God's way, and you'll never learn how to do it if you don't know how to hear from the Holy Spirit. He's got all the answers. He knows everything about everything for you and I. He's got every answer for every difficult situation that there is on planet Earth everybody's hearing the voice of God, there are no problems in this earth. That's the problem. We're not hearing Him. I'm just talking about humanity in general. Not hearing Him, because if we're hearing Him, we're doing what He says, and it produces the right answers, and it produces the results and the fruit that we're looking for. Can you say amen? And I, you know, I'm interjecting things that we've talked at different times about. But, you know, in this life, there is a fear of being able to cope with life. And with that fear of coping is this this level of stress that most people live under. And we're all susceptible to it. Everybody sitting in here tonight is susceptible to what I'm saying right here. So, you know, the 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 releases are evident. I mean, you know, you can you can just have a hobby and that be your release and you have to that hobby literally becomes a full time hobby where you gotta do it all the time. I mean, you know, I, I know people that got hobbies of, you know, playing golf or hunting or whatever, you know, and I mean, I mean you know, come hell or high water, they got to do it or, you know, they can't make it. I mean, it's my it's my downtime, it's my release time. Well, nothing wrong with hunting or golfing, right? Nothing wrong with watching a movie, nothing wrong with this, that, and the other, but if that's your go-to, hmm, the wild doesn't have your answer. You know, more than likely, you're not going to shoot the score you want to shoot on the golf course when you're putting all your faith and confidence in that. I know people, I mean, I was raised in the golf world, and, and I know tons of people. It's, it's their God. Other people, you know, you, you, we can talk about drugs, alcohol, those kind of things, it, but, but it's just, it's whatever is my go-to, what I turn to, to get relief. And that's what we got to be set free of. But you'll never be set free of it, those things, if you don't develop your ability to hear His voice. Because you know what the great thing is? When you're hearing the voice of God, you can play golf and enjoy it. You can go hunting and enjoy it. You can take your boat out and enjoy it. But sometimes you can take your boat out and not enjoy it. Right, Brian? <laughs> I'm just here. So sometimes yeah, it'll sink <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying when that's when that's what you have to have but you know what the Bible says he wants to, he, he created everything for for our enjoyment this earth is here for you and I to enjoy but those things can't be in his place And that's what you have to develop. If you're working overtime to try to get this out of your life and quit doing that, stop it. Spend the energy that you're spending trying to relieve yourself of natural things. Spend that energy developing a relationship with Him, and you'll choose to lay those things aside. Or you'll choose to get those things in line and in priority. I, I i you know it doesn't matter who the guy is is years ago, and uh I kind of got to know the guy and and he had a number of children and and um w- one day we were my wife and i and he and his wife were talking or whatever and talked about w- one of the children that they had and that it was hunting season and uh and that you know. It was just he just couldn't be there for the child being born, because <laughs> he had to be in the deer blind. And, and I, I, I thought he was joking. You know, I thought he was joking, but I mean, it was that big of a deal. And you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, there there are some things that I've done in in my life because of. The, the compulsion I had or, and, and the competitiveness that I had or that, I, that, that was all my life. You know, there are things that I did early on as I was growing in the things of God that were ridiculous. Putting something else ahead of my relationship with my wife or, or whatever it was, but you just have to work those out. And the harder you try to correct that without developing your relationship with God, it doesn't work. Because you need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, you need His voice. He's got all the answers, and you need to be hearing from Him. And if you're not developing that, and the awareness of Him, you're just you're, you're beating your head against the wall. You may not do this, that, and the other for a while, but then, you know, when pressure sets in and you and God is not your go-to, Holy Ghost, and what the Holy Spirit's saying is not your go-to, man, you're going to go right back to that because it produces relief. Amen? It's the way it works. But, it, you know, we just have to get this. And, and, and I don't know why, but God is continuing to tell me we're not getting it. I'm not saying just, us. I'm just talking about, I feel like what God's saying to me is humanity is not getting this. And we need to hear it over and over and over about how aware we need to be of the other helper. The other helper. Mm. So, You can say it like this, he wants you to have another on your mind. He wants you to have another on your mind. Jesus called him, he said to his disciples, another helper. He wants you to have another on your mind. That was in, I think, verse 16 of John 14. But there's two things that come from that, when you have Him on your mind, you're being conscious of Him, that He's with you and that He will help you. You're conscious of that. And the second thing is that you develop this trust in Him, that He will do what He says He will do. And man, do we need that. It's one thing to say that God said something, but it's another thing to believe that when you hear from Him, He's going to do what He said. He's going to do what He said. So, in the future, every time that you're needing an answer to something, you know, one of the biggest cop-outs is, is that, and, and people say this all the time, well, you know, God gave us a brain, you know, gave us common sense. We'll just figure this out. Man, common sense will lead you right over a cliff when you're dealing with what's right in God. So, so here you are standing up against an issue or a problem, okay? Here's the problem. So what has to happen Instead of just making the decision, you've got to step back. You've got to take a moment. Thank God for the ability that we have to pray in other tongues. He said, pray in the spirit and then pray with the understanding. That's not easily understood. That doesn't even make any sense in the natural mind. Pray in the spirit, then you pray with the understanding. Okay. But when you learn to value praying in, in other tongues, then you are listening for the answer and the understanding that comes. And I, I mean, to this day, the other day, I was, the other day something happened. My, my wife told me about a situation, and I thought, you know, it was kind of a troubling situation. She told me about this. And I thought, you know, and, and when, when she told me, I left the situation. I wasn't around her, and I was in my car, and I started driving. I just started praying in other tongues. I was actually up here, and I was driving. And by the time I got to the football stadium, I got the answer to that troubling situation. God showed me what it was. I mean, that quickly, because I didn't do anything. I didn't turn any music on, any teaching. I didn't do I just began to pray in other tongues. And then he showed me, and, and, and just the fact that he showed me that and gave me the answer about that troubling situation, just the fact that he gave me the answer, that didn't mean that fixed the situation. He gave me the answer to it. And you know what he told me? What do you think he told me to do? He began to tell me, I want you to pray about for that person that this situation was going on, I want you to pray for that person every day. Okay, now I don't have to like walk around thinking, oh man, that's really troubling. Oh my gosh, what about this thing? What, you know, what's going to happen with that? What, what if this... Because all of a sudden you start thinking like that and the devil just takes those thoughts and he expands them and all of a sudden, you know, that... that that difficult situation or that troubling situation turns into, you know, some terrorist attack or something. That's what the devil does with it. But when you start praying in, other, in, in the Spirit, in other tongues, and he begins to tell you what the truth of that situation is, it brings peace to your heart. And then when you know how to pray certain types of prayers for people in, in difficult situations... Then, phew, all the care is gone. Boom, gone. Gone. Why? Because of the other helper. Only. I couldn't have got that that answer. I wouldn't have dreamed up that answer that I got. But from here to the football stadium, how how many minutes is that? Four? Five. Five minutes to the football stadium. Praying in other tongues, the answer. Anybody in here got five minutes for the truth? <laughs> or whatever it takes. You, know, you understand? I'm just saying, that's just one situation. But that's the way it works because of what I've continued to stay. I'm talking about me because it came to me, so I'm saying this about myself. I've continued to stay in a place of developing an awareness of the other helper. So I'm not trying to do things on my own, and the less I do on my own, and I get the answers from him, and then I do what he says to do, now I'm busy in his will. And then it produces. Otherwise, you're busy stressing yourself out, wearing yourself out, and ending up, what happens to so many people, they end up going to the grave early, because of stress and heart attacks and everything else because of what's in this life. And it's there. How many can testify? The worries, the frets, the fears, the cares, it's all there. But we don't have to live under it. Because of the other helper. Can you say amen to that? Have you ever felt like this is another thing I feel like happens with people. You ever felt like in your life, it didn't matter how old you could be 20 years old and feel this way, but have you ever felt like um, that like life has gotten away from you? You know, I've wasted time here, or I shouldn't have done this, or I shouldn't have, you know, whatever it is. But like things have gotten away from you. God says in His Word that He will restore everything that the enemy has tried to take away from you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you've been. He will restore it. How? <laughs> how will He restore it? By showing you how to live and operate. And how are you going to learn to do that? Because you've got the help of the utter helper. And when you have the other helper's help, then you can know what to do. And his work and his actions and his labor brings total restoration. Things that appeared like we lost. You could be 20 years old and you graduated from high school and. You didn't go to college and you're not sure what to do and you this or that or the other and you feel like, you know, I just wasted all my time in high school. You, could, you, you feel that way? You can be 30 years old and feel the same thing. 40 years old and feel the same thing. 50 years old and feel the same thing. It doesn't matter your age. The enemy works on people constantly that way. And we don't have to live that way. We got a helper who's restoring everything in our lives constantly. You know why you need restoration? Because you were stupid. (laughs) Right? You can call it ignorant. You can call it whatever you want. I just like to call it stupid. That's what I say about, I was stupid there. I'm not saying I am now, but I was there, so I need things restored. God will turn your stupid into some pretty amazing things. yippee yay So, I want to end with this tonight. 1 Corinthians 2. And there's a blessing on the reading of these four verses. Okay? There's a blessing on it. So, just, just listen to it for a moment. So, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, and then 12 and 13. 9 and 10, and 12 and 13. But as it is written, I has not seen ear has not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God. Everybody say, but God. God. But God has revealed them to us. What's the us? What, what, revealed what to us? He said, He's revealed them to us. Them What? Everything he has for us. He said, but God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, the other helper. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Everything God has for you, the Spirit has, he knows. You know why? Because God had, a, had, had an ultimate plan for your life before, before Adam and Eve, before the foundation of the world. There was a board meeting with Father, Son, and Word. Father, Word, and Holy Spirit. There was a board meeting, and they had our plans put together. He already had us planned. He already had your life planned out and everything that you would do, and and that's why we need the Holy Ghost, because we've got to tap into that no matter how long it takes. Well, but you know, I should have been doing that at 20. Well, you didn't. You were stupid. So wherever you're at right now, why would we want to stay stupid? I don't want to. I want to get connected to him, get all the answers so I can learn what it means to walk in his place and in his will because he's got so much for us. And now watch this, 12 and 13. Now, we have received... Not the spirit of the world, but we've received the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And what are those things? Every promise in God's word, every promise is yours. Every promise. Every promise. I'm just going to use this a quick example, okay? Somebody, it's not something that is revealing something about your life you don't want other people to know anything about, it. but somebody just yell out something that you have a desire for. Flying. What? Flying. Flying. Like an airplane? Yeah. Not by yourself, right? Flying. Somebody else? A spacious house. A big spacious house. A nice yard. A nice yard. Somebody else? Huh? Time. Time. Somebody else? Huh? A pickup. Okay. Ministry. Ministry. Huh? Health. Prosperity, riches, right? There's a great verse of Scripture in Psalm 118 that says, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Send now prosperity, O Lord, and make me a success. That's in the Amplified. Send now prosperity, O Lord, and make me a success. She said, prosperity. Send now prosperity, O Lord. It's His will for her to prosper. It's His will for a truck. It's His will for ministry because He said He would give us the desires of our hearts, but our hearts have to be connected to His will, not something I dream up, something that He reveals to me. And He already had my plan before the foundation of the world. That's what I have to tap into. And the only way to do it is the other helper. He said, These things we also speak, not with words, in words with man's wisdom, not natural words, what it teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, one translation says, spiritual words. We get this. And we get this understanding from praying in the Spirit, not natural words. See, if I want to be successful in business, if I'm, if I'm in business and I want to be successful, and Dale's successful in business, and Randy's successful, you know, and their wives are successful, and so the, my wife and I, and the, we, we, we all get together and we put our minds together, right? And this is what we think we should do. I can't tell you how many people put their minds together like that. <laughs> Never works. But if the six of us get together, we're good business people, and we learn how to pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't, you don't want to be in business with somebody that's not praying in the Holy Ghost. I, I'm, just, I'm just talking about what do you ultimately want and and do we want the fruit of the prosperity or the other things that were that were shouted at the flying or whatever? Do I want the fruit of that? Yeah. The Holy Spirit's got the answers. So we can be successful in business and the six of us get together, but if we don't turn to him, then our ideas kind of stink. And even if they produce a little bit of this or a little bit of that, or they produce some things, it's not not the outward success that really matters. The outward success comes when you're connected to Him and you're successful in your developing of your relationship with Him. But He said, said, not natural wisdom, Mm -mm. the wisdom that comes from praying in other tongues. Praying in the Spirit and receiving everything that God has for us. You got a helper. And as a result of having a helper, I'm just saying we don't have any excuse. Yeah, it's tough. It's not easy. It's not easy to to learn how to overcome things that you're learning to know we're right versus what you see is right, if that was easy, everybody would be doing it. But that ain't happening. Because it's easier to be moved by what you see, how you feel, versus standing firm on what you know. But if what you know is just up here and it's not gotten down in here because you haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you, then it's not going to produce the fruit that you're looking for. I'm just saying, we're living in a great time. No time like this in the history of the world to be alive and to have the, the helper helping us. Anybody noticed out there that there's a few problems? Just a couple. But we got a big God with all the answers. I don't know about you, I don't want to be a part of the problem, I want to be a part of the answer. Huh? I don't want to just have some belligerent attitude toward people or situations that I don't like. That, that's really not pleasing to God. I want part of the answer. I want to know how, by the Holy Ghost, how to navigate difficult situations. And I'm telling you, I could get as mad as the next guy about some of the things I see out there and some of the idiotic ideas and things that people say. But what good is that going to do? To get me stirred up, get my face red? get my blood pressure up, no good. Stay informed, but allow the information that you get to be filtered through what the Holy Spirit is saying and showing you and revealing to you, and then you'll begin to see success because I'm just telling you, you got to be ready because what God will tell you to do, he'll start having you pray for people that you never thought you'd ever, that, you, that there was a time you didn't even want to pray for. You didn't want to say anything about Just didn't even want to even look at their name. I'm praying today for some pretty ungodly people on the planet. On purpose. you got to get the one-two. The Holy Ghost will give it to you. We're the answer in the earth. Now listen. We are the church, and the church is the answer because the church inside of them has the answer, and there's only one answer, and it's him. But we're the answer to the earth if we take what he's given us and we do something with it, the answer. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.